Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Rabbi shahri sadri wa yassir li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafahu qawdi Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu InshaAllah today the 29th night of the month of Ramadan one of the blessed nights of Ramadan we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except all of us are about and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make uh, this month of Ramadan as one of the means of having our sins forgiven. Uh, today, uh, tonight, inshallah, we'll talk about a few verses from uh, uh, Surah Taqweer. And uh, this surah, even though it was one of the Makki surahs, uh, one of the early Makki surahs, not uh, at the time at which uh, the kuffar of the Makkah were uh, uh, being very uh, tough on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and, and the Sahaba sallallahu alaihim. Um, the 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 subject of the surah that I would like to uh, emphasize on is uh, the first few verses of Surah Taqwir, uh, and it has a, a great relevance in today's time where we hear all the time regarding the Islam being uh, which is. Uh, is the one which is a source of, um, if you want to, source of oppressing women, and uh, obviously it is uh, contrary to what the reality of Deen of Allah Azza wa Jal is. And uh, when we look at the surah, we really realize that how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has raised the level of the women, and especially to keep in mind the time they're talking about. Uh, let's get into the surah and inshallah we'll see the relevance from the time of Rasulullah and uh, the relevance of the surah to today's time as well. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the surah When the sun is uh, wound round and its light is lost and is overthrown. And when the stars fall. And when the mountains are made to pass away. In these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the day of judgment. And on the day of judgment, when Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about what the situation will be, and such a great phenomenon as Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about in the, the in the beginning of the surah, Allah is saying when the when the sun for which is the source of heat for us, source of light for us, source of energy for many of the uh, uh, the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah subhanahu wa is talking about when this sun, which is so important for the existence of many living things of Allah Azza wa Jal, that sun will be bounded up. That sun will lost its whatever the, 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 kind of energy Allah Azza wa Jal bestowed on the sun will lose it that day. And we know that it is a celestial body, the huge body that we see uh, uh, on a daily basis. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about uh, the, drawing the picture of the day of judgment. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the stars, when the stars, uh, when the stars will fall. And the stars, sun is one of the stars that we know of. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about other stars as well. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Jibal. When the Jibal means the mountains will be flying, like they will be made pass away. As we know that the mountains are one of the biggest things that we see on the earth. Uh, which have uh, a lot of weight. Just if you go and stand by the mountain, just looking at the mountain really makes you humble that how small we are compared to the size of the mountains. And those mountains which are so huge, Allah Azza is talking about, that the, those mountains will be like as passing away. As Allah uh, another place, that Allah they will be like, uh, like, the, like the wool. So the, that's, the, that's the situation of the the, the mountains will be that day. And then Allah Allah, and when the pregnant she camels are neglected. To understand this idea of when it is talking about a pregnant she camel will be neglected. This is one of the most expensive kind of a commodity they used to have in the time of Rasulullah. She camel, or the camels in general at that time, is one of the things that are needed to a point that their lives, lives were dependent on them to live in the desert. Now, not only is it it's a, it's a camel, but this camel is pregnant, not only pregnant, it's a 10-month pregnant camel, which is about to deliver uh, uh, another camel. Uh, and the, the, the value of the camel is huge, and, and especially the people who are living in the desert, whose life is dependent on that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, that kind of a she-camel who's pregnant 10 months will be neglected, meaning, meaning people will not care about it because the day will be so severe, the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that people would not care about that. As another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about a similar kind of a, uh, statement when uh, Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned that on the day of judgment, people will be naked. And Aisha radiallahu anha, the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, wouldn't people be looking at each other? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the day will be so severe, people would not care about uh, uh, who's naked and who's not. And then, uh, so the, if we think of this way, she camel will, will be, which is 10 months pregnant, will be neglected. Today's time, if you want to think about it, you can think about the, the, the most expensive cars that you can think of, that you, you people care about if there's a small scratch on it, or uh, something happens to the, the car, which are, uh, some, in some cases, there are millions of dollars, uh, the value of the cars are millions, uh, millions of dollars. So uh, you cannot think of somebody who has, a car that is that expensive, we would not care what's going on with the car. Similarly, people would not care about the uh, the, the, the camel, uh, she, she camel is pregnant. Similarly, uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And when the wild beasts are gathered together. This is an interesting uh, phenomenon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about. Wild beasts are gathered together. means that so, all different kinds of beasts will be together. And uh, in, instead of thinking about that they are uh, going to attack each other or to the, or the one who is living of the other animal will try to, uh, to get his food out of the other, uh, other animal or the cattle, uh, those beasts, and uh, whether it's the goat or the lamb or the, or the lions or the tiger or the cheetah, whatever these beasts are, they will be gathered together. And it is like as if you think of it, if a huge phenomena is happening, like uh, in a couple of days, a day or two, there will be uh, uh, one of the eclipses. When these kind of uh, phenomena happen, people gather and they look up and see what's going on. 
So here, Allah subhanahu wa is talking about these animals will gather and they'll be looking what's going on. This is the state the, the people and the animals will be in. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And when the sea, when the seas will be becoming blazing fire or overflow. And that's an interesting thing to think about. You're talking about water. Sea is uh, a, a lot of water is gathered in one place. The water is normally has the uh, attribute or the characteristic of extinguishing the fire. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about that the sea, the sea will become a blazing fire, the one that will be uh, will be on fire. And now, after people have done some of the so-called so scientific researches, and they, they can tell that uh, uh, water is made up of H2O, hydrogen and oxygen. Both of them, one is the one that helps the, the fire, and the other is can, can, uh, can be source of the fire. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can combine those two atoms together and come up with something that actually a cause of extinguishing the fire. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he can make those the sea into a place where there will be blazing fire. To, trying to, Allah subhanahu wa is showing the picture of how severe the day will be. Even the sea, if a huge amount of water is gathered in one place, there will become a blazing fire. Then Allah subhanahu and when the souls are joined with their body, as Mufassirin uh, discusses in two, two different meanings out of it. One is when the bodies will be combined with the souls, and others say that the good souls will be gathered with the good souls, and the bad souls will be gathered with the bad souls. So whoever we were uh, worshipping, whoever we were thinking of, they are the, the ones we, like, we, we would like to be like. Uh, whether nowadays we talk about people talk about celebrities and they try to be like them. So on the day of Jannah, Allah Azza wa will gather the people who are like-minded. Whatever they were doing in this dunya of the same category of uh, amal or the actions they did in this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather them together. So if the people who love or the ones who are running around, walking around the tyrants today, they think that they can provide them something in, in this dunya and they love them, on the day of Jannah, Allah Azza wa Jal will gather them with them because you love them in this dunya, in the akhirah, your ending will be with them. So the people who are gathering around the tyrants today, whether in the time of Musa alayhi the people gathered around Fir'aun, or in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, people gathered around Abu Jahad, Umayyah bin Khalaf, or uh, Nadar bin Harith, or Utbah uh, bin Mu'id, and so on and so forth. Or even today, the people who are source of oppression for many people, whether they're Muslims or non-Muslim alike, if the people are being, they are they are helping the, these tyrants or they are the ones who are supporting them in any way, they have to think about it on the day of judgment, Allah Azzawajal will be gathering the like souls together. So who do we want to be gathered on the day of judgment? And our action should be representing those actions. So if you want to be but we, we make this dua all the time that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala get us with the anbiya, shukda, siddiqeen, and, and salihin. Then we better be doing the actions of the one that we are expected from, whether the action, the action that anbiya have shown to us, salihin or siddiqeen or shuhada have done that. If we want to be with them, we have to act like them. We have to have the actions of those people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that when those like-minded souls will be gathered together, the good souls will be with the good people, the good souls, and the bad souls will be with the bad souls. And now talking about such huge phenomena, whether talking about destruction of the sun or the stars or, 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 or the seas or the mountains, and, and, and talking about the most expensive things that you can think of, and then talking about the judgment when 
people will be gathered in the good and bad will be gathered in the bad. More people will be brought to brought back to life. And Allah suddenly talked about another uh, uh, issue that was prevalent in the time of Rasulullah, which is what the ma'udatu swilat, that day, the female friend, female uh, infant or uh, would be asked that why the uh, uh, which sin that female infant was killed. That was one of the phenomena that used to happen in the time of Rasulullah the, the Jahiliyyah before Rasulullah uh, was appointed as a prophet. And, and, and this was in the Arabian Peninsula. They used to have, uh, they used to become sad if they, and they used to get the news that they have a daughter was born in the family. Uh, as Allah subhanahu wa mentioned in other places that their faces turned dark because of the news that the daughter has been born. And in some of this, in some cases, they buried their daughters alive. As some of the Mufasin discusses this uh, subject this way, that some of them, they used to give birth to the baby uh, very close to a hole is already dug up. If it's a girl, they would just bury the daughter alive. And some of them, they let them live for a few days, months or years, and then they bury them alive. Because for them, that became source for them as a source of uh, uh, humiliation or degradation that they gave birth to a daughter. Now look, Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about that female child infant that was buried alive with such huge phenomena that the, the destruction of the sun, stars, mountains, uh, or seas, and all those things. That shows that how important of, uh, uh, of a deed is that, or uh, in a sense of importance, in a sense of how big of a sin is that the one who was committing that. That raises the level of the women. In Islam, it's not only that talking about something which is <clears throat> it cannot even speak for herself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking on the behalf of that infant girl. <coughs> and now, this very same idea of oppressing the women continued on even today. Look at what's happening <coughs> in the world, especially countries like. India and China. On a yearly basis, one of the numbers they talk about is in India, can I get some water? In, in India, there are over 15 million abortions happen every year. And in China, over 13 million, <coughs> over 13 million girls are, uh, or, or abortions are done. Now, obviously, those uh, uh, 15 million and 13 million that we're talking about, they can have boys, also baby boys. But when we look at the detail behind it, what we see is the reality in India is that there are many uh, people who are having abortions is because of the socioeconomic uh, situation in India. The way it works is they, they feel when there's a baby girl is born as if there's a burden on their neck now. Or the, now they have to pay the money for her to get married and all those things. So now because of the advent of the scientific knowledge of ultrasounds, now they, they have ultrasound offices which are open many, many places in India. And once they find out it's a baby girl, they abort the baby. And similar thing was happening in China for a long period of time. Now they have changed some rules. 
which was when they have a one-child policy. Because of one-child policy, for them, a baby boy can be source of a strength from the family. And they thought of it as a girl. Girl is weaker, hence they started doing the abortions as well. So over 28 million babies get aborted just in these two countries, India and China. Of course, these are the countries that have the biggest population as well. But when you compare these 28 million numbers, this 28 million, more than 50% of the countries of the world do not even have the population of 28 million. They don't even have the population. And that many infants or, or the abortions are done every year in the, just in these two countries. Now, Islam actually is not promoting things like that. Today we hear about uh, women rights or feminist movements or women day and all those things that are happening. Yes, it is true that women rights should be given to the women. But who's the one who's going to define these rights? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If the man defines the rights for the women, it can define the, the rules that he thinks or she thinks or, or the majority of the people think that the right should be. And if we go back to the history of why these movements were started, we find that as a matter of fact, these movements are instead of giving the rights to the women, they are actually abusing the women further. Because what they're doing is they did not know what rights should be given to the women. So they came up with, okay, the women should have the same rights as the men. Which is kind of a strange idea to think of it. So you have made men as the benchmark for the women to be like. So if women become like men, so then people think of it, okay, now the rights have been given. It's not the issue of the women become like men, then her rights are given. Rather, it should be thought of it as women and men both are the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they both should get the rights which are defined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah is the creator of the men and women and all the creations. And Allah is the one who really knows that what is right and what is wrong, what responsibility should be on the men, what responsibilities should be on the women. And this is the only way we can really provide justice to men and women alike. So, yes, should we be looking for the rights for the men and the women? Yes, we should be. But we have to know who's the one who's going to define these rights and has to be defined by the creator of the heavens and the earth who is unbiased, who is not male or female. He's not the one who is favoring male or the female. He's not the one who has any kind of a dependency. He's, he's independent. He is not in need of any of them. Hence, when he gives the rules and regulation or the laws, they are, uh, they are unbiased and they are just. And that's the only way, only true way to really provide justice to men and women alike. Otherwise, we can see that what it has produced in the world today, whether we talk about the abortion, whether we talk about the other things, even the most progress country in the world today or most developed countries like the United States, we find that there are about uh, uh, one in uh, one in five girls who go to college, they have been, uh, they, 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 at one time or other, they have some sort of uh, either the rape or sexual harassment have been done to the, to, to, to the girls. This is the kind of environment that, that have been created by the man-made laws. The only way that we can really bring justice for the men and women alike is through the commands of Allah Azza wa And we can see that how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is raising the issue of not only the women's rights, rather starting from the, from the women who's not even reached 
the age where she can even speak on her behalf, Allah Azza wa Jal is speaking on her behalf. When Allah Subhanahu says, When that female infant that was that was buried alive on the day of judgment, she will be asked, why was she killed? This is a rhetoric sentence in a manner. It's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know that why she was killed. It is it's known why she was killed. But this is to show the importance of a female infant child. How big of a thing is this is in the sight of Allah, that Allah has compared just one female child that's buried alive to the destruction of the sun, destruction of the stars, destruction of the uh, 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 of the mountain or the seas and, uh, and so on and so forth. So that, that's the key thing to remember. Islam came and gave the rights to the women that was due to them. Islam came and made the, the mother as the status of under whose feet is the Jannah. Allah, Islam came and made daughters are the source of the father or the, or the, or the, or the girls are the source for the father or the, or the, or the sons or the brothers to, be, to enter into Jannah. And similarly, if there is a sister of a brother, she can be a source for Jannah if he treats her well. And Allah, the hadith of Rasulullah talks about the best thing a man can get in this dunya is a pure wife. So Islam raises the status of the woman. When she's a mother, the, the, the Jannah is under her feet. As uh, the hadith of Rasulullah talks about when the Sahabi came to Rasulullah and asked, who has the more, most right over you? Rasulullah said, your mother. And then he asked, then who? Rasulullah said, again, the mother. Three times he repeated the mother. And fourth time he said the father. That showed the importance of the motherhood, the importance of the sisterhood, the importance of being a daughter, and so on and so forth. So Islam came and protected and defended the women the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens, wanted. And not only the women, rather the mankind at large, whether you are men or women, Allah is the one who provided the justice to all sorts of both the genders. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to give us the correct understanding of the Quran with in, in relevant to, uh, the relevance to the time and age that we are living in, so we can implement the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show to the mankind the mercy that the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides to uh, to the mankind, Muslim and non-Muslim alike. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.